Welcome to Starting Strong, the daily podcast of the Clemson Foothills Church, taking a look at this topic of uncertainty, specifically embracing uncertainty. And we have a great section today, a great text we're going to be reading out of that I think is going to be really encouraging. Michelangelo said, the great danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. So turning your Bible over to Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to be in verse 7 through verse 21. Paul writes, But whatever was gained to me, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things as loss compared to the surpassing excellence of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God on the basis of faith. My goal is to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to him in his death and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I don't consider myself yet to have laid hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize of God's heavenly calling in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should embrace this point of view. And if you think differently about some issue, God will reveal this to you as well. Nevertheless, we must live up to what we have already attained. Join one another in following my example, brothers, and carefully observe those who walk according to the pattern we set for you. For as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body. I want to call your attention to um, two statements that Paul makes here. The first one, he says, My goal is to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And then a couple verses down, um, he writes, one thing I do, I forget what's behind. I strain toward what's ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize. You know, it's pretty interesting, I think, when things are uncertain, um, when we're a little bit anxious or fearful, um, that, can, that can leave us feeling as if we're navigating in the dark, not sure really what direction to go, not sure when the next problem is going to come in and derail us, but a goal is like a lighthouse, guiding us and influencing, influencing every decision along the way. But I want to share this with you, is this word in Greek, this word goal, the Greek word is um, skapos. And it, there are two things that I think will be helpful for us to consider. That word means is the end line of a foot race, so the finish line of a foot race. Or we even can understand it like a scope on a rifle, right? It helps zero in on the target. And so hopefully that's helpful. A goal, and, and really think about this in your spiritual life, because a goal requires intentionality. 
A goal requires thoughtfulness. A goal requires perseverance. And it's amazing here, Paul paints this picture. He doesn't simply just say, my goal is to know Christ and that's it. But he paints this picture of the power of his resurrection. He says, this is what I want. This is what I'm focused on. I am zeroed in on knowing Jesus, but I want to know the power of his resurrection. If I'm suffering, that's great. I want to join with him in his suffering. I want to conform to his death. There's a focus and a clarity to Paul's life. One of the things that's helpful as I was reading this, I was thinking like, you know, if you're watching a football game, the teams are trying to score a touchdown. And so you think every play, if you're watching a Clemson football game, if you're watching a Carolina Panthers football game, whatever your team is and you're watching, every play dictates movement towards the goal line. A simpler illustration might just be seeing like the 100-meter sprint in the Olympics or even outside of athletics. Maybe it's a professional award or professional achievement that you are zeroed in on and focused and it governs every thought and every action and every detail of your life. Here's what I'd like for us to be aware of though as we read this. It's really easy to think of this and it sounds very individualistic. Like this is what I need to do. This is for my life. This is for me. And I want to really be careful that that would not be a normal line of thinking for Paul or really for anybody living at this time. It wasn't about individualism. It was about the collective. It was about the community working together of a group of people um, communing and and um, and living together towards this one goal. So that's something always to keep in mind is, uh, is we want to avoid individuality. And a few final things here. You know, Paul talks about this goal and he says that he presses on. How are you pressing on? How are you persevering? How is your endurance and your resilience? Is it easy to give up? Is it easy to stop? Is it easy to give in to the world? Or do you have an attitude that you aren't giving up no matter what? And then finally, Paul writes and he says, you know, I say this even with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. And that's one of those statements that we think I would never be that. I don't want to be an enemy of the cross of Christ. And wow, how rotten must those people be? Except he describes in the next sentence, their minds are set on earthly things. There's a goal still. There's still a focus, but it's on earthly things. A few thought questions I'd like you to think about. First two are just true, false. True or false? This week I was eagerly seeking to know God in my quiet times. Second question, True or false? This week I was intentional in obeying Jesus in my relationships. Third question, what is most likely to derail your focus on Jesus? Fourth thought question, what are some earthly things that you're tempted to set your mind on? And then what does change look like? And then finally, what's one thing that Jesus would tell me I needed to change in order to have a greater focus on him? Just one thing, what would he share? Hopefully this is helpful. Um, hoping for a great weekend, a focused weekend, a weekend uh, where we embrace uncertainty, that we are zeroed in on the prize, helping one another.